The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. Uh, if you're listening to me right now, if you've listened to the show before, if you're a first-time listener, just do me a favor. Hit the, hit the subscribe button. Give me a like. Rate me. Give me five stars. Or give me one star, whatever's in your heart. Uh, write a review, even if you're if you're so bold. Uh, puts me in the algorithm. Keep keeps giving you uh, great programming like this. I'm going full PBS uh, funds drive here. Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, either way, just rate rate it, review it. Uh, I'm your host, Chase Sepsis, Wolf of Oakland. We're getting. Uh, I'm hitting you two times with the. Uh, Derby preps this uh this week. Hit me two times. We talked the bluegrass with uh Matthew DeSantis and joining me to talk about the Santa Anita Derby and the mandatory payout pick six at Santa Anita this Saturday. Friend of the show. We all know him. We all love him. Ladies and gentlemen, writer Dave Burnett. What is up, Dave? How you doing, my friend? I'm so proud of you, dude. Seems like just yesterday you started this thing. And uh, you had me on as my first podcast experience, and you uh, and I are in the home stretch of a hundred episodes. Congratulations! Yeah, this is actually—I mean, it's a—it's it's a nice round number. Number, it's a milestone episode, I guess. So, uh, episode yeah. ninety. You're here for episode ninety. Episode ninety, my fourth time. One more, and I get the the five timers jacket. Uh, they're velour pants. Actually, it's a five timer <laughs> velour pants. They are very flammable, so don't wear them camping. Or uh, anywhere where where you might run into uh, an open flame. I mean, they are hot. I mean, they look hot, but they you you will be horribly burnt. All right, how how are things on the West Coast? Uh, I I've been hearing things of atmospheric rivers, uh, a lot of snowpack. Um, We're no longer in a drought, which is exciting. Give it about you, six months, and that'll change. And uh, we got a mini tornado, and you got a tornado too. Yeah. Yeah, that was close. That was so, way so close. So I don't, I don't want to like make myself out to be some sort of like survivor or anything. Like you couldn't tell uh, anywhere around me uh, that a tornado had passed through. But if you just go a couple miles away, uh, it's like, oh yeah, a, a tornado really tore some shit up. It was funny. Uh, you know, my, my, me and my wife own a rental property, and uh, the the person who was who lives there was. Yeah, I think out of town or staying with relatives. They had like a, I don't know, medical procedure or something. So I was like, well, shit, we need, I know the tornado came through there. I need to go check on it. And it's so funny because that part of town that it was in, like there were like three or four times where I had the, the toss up of like, 
was that fucked up by the tornado or has it always been shitty? <laughs> has that has that always sucked? I can't couldn't tell, but I finally did get to see like where it passed through. It was just a couple blocks from that rental place. It was like tree down, roof torn off of a place. It was scary. It was scary. I kind of okay. worry worry about how the kids are handling it, but they seem to be they seem to be resilient. Gives you a really nice uh, option for rebranding. If the Wolf of Oakland doesn't work out, you can always be the Tornado of Arkansas. Yeah, the Arkansas. I would, I would uh, put some stank on that pronunciation. I'd be the Arkansas Tornado. Well, yeah, well, that sounds more like some sort of depraved sexual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, <laughs> the Arkansas Tornado. I, I really wish I had the clip from Community that's like uh, I'm talking about Mexican Halloween being a a sexual position. <laughs> So, Dave, have you been paying much attention to the Santa Anita ponies? I know, I know, you've been a man about town lately. Yeah, I've been on a little bit of a break. It's really good. I do that once or twice a year. Uh, if I feel myself getting too close to the fire, I'll take a step back, and uh, it's been on a little bit of a break, and that's good. It's healthy and uh, ready to ready to come back swinging. The uh, Mando Pick Six is my favorite bet. I uh, I'm sort of religious about it it's like a holiday for me and uh i do entirely way too much homework and usually go like four out of six but hey it's not like you haven't hit a few of those now though i've hit a few yeah it's yep yep both at uh gulfstream and santa anita i'm definitely profitable on the bet but uh i try to go small on it i try not to go too big on my tickets it's easy to to do a big caveman ticket for seventeen hundred dollars or whatever and i'm i'm a little more uh precise how many pick sixes have you hit now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're not even gonna tell me how many you've hit. I lost count after. I the, fucking hate you. Oh, I hit. I hit. I hit the double rainbow. I hit both the mandatory payouts. One at Gulfstream and one at Santa Anita. Like shortly one after the other, and after that, I just sort of. I don't know, man. It's just a big warm blanket. I like to wrap around myself. See, I've I've hit. I hit one Mando. Listen, if you're a new horse player, you're listening to us and you don't have any idea what we're talking about when we talk about Mandos, um, it's not The Mandalorian, though it is a good series that I enjoy, even though the, the, the little little Yoda guy has gotten a little too puppetish for me. I digress. A mandatory payout. So a lot of people, you know, anytime you see a 20 cent jackpot pick six bet, uh, they have a day eventually uh, where the pot stops carrying over and they're forced to pay out the entire pick six pool. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, uh, but those jackpot pick sixes are terrible bets. Yeah, awful. Ev- every single day. Yep. Except mandatory payout one, day. Unless there's one single ticket winner, most of it just rolls into the next day and rolls and rolls and rolls. Unless there's one unique ticket winner in the entire world, which rarely happens. Right. So what what it turns into is not only do you have to hit the pick six, but you have to hit the fucking jackpot, the fucking uh, lottery along right. with it. So right. you have to hit a pick six, very difficult, and the Powerball, extremely difficult. <laughs> so that's that's why mandatory payouts are a big you know, big deal, big day. Yes, all that money gets rolled into a big jackpot, and then once every once in a while, they'll they'll pay it all out on a mandatory payout day, which is Saturday, yeah. Santa Anita Derby Day, and uh, then it's worth firing at because there's a tremendous amount of dead money in that pool that everybody gets to split, no matter how many people get it right. They're estimating three or four million dollars in this one, which sounds about right. Yeah, you'll get maybe you know six hundred, seven hundred dollars, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars in carryover, and then all of a sudden you'll get like two or three million in. Right. 
new money into these pools. So it's always worth the play. We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTB. When we get back, me and Ryder Dave are going to be talking about one of the two big Kentucky Derby prep races, the Santa Anita Derby, the grade one, and then we're going to take a stab at this mandatory pick six. We will be right back. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I got Ryder Dave here with me, which means we are talking West Coast horses, which means we are talking the Santa Anita Derby. It's race six. That's post time, 5.30 p.m. Eastern on this Saturday, the 8th of April, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, Yeah, so 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 God's time, 2.30 Pacific, whatever. Um, Nine furlongs, $750,000. It is a grade one. It's a little lighten the old purse loafers here to be a grade one i'm just gonna say for seven hundred fifty thousand, i mean step your game up we're giving out 1.2 you know mil for our big prep no big deal um this looks like it should be a pretty honest pace it's a really interesting race because there's a number of sprinters that are stretching out and the tactics might be a little bit unclear i do feel pretty certain that a pace meltdown happens here how'd you see the santa anita derby running what'd you think who's who you think who Who's going to win? Tell me who's going to win. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pace in here. Uh, these horses are going to be geared up, running fast. There's going to be a big crowd. They're going to be cheering, lots of noise. So the horses are going to be feeling that. Um, Santa Anita at this distance has an 80% speed bias. So you really either want to be on the front or just off the front. Uh, the problem is there's a ton of horses that want the front here. And uh, a lot of them I don't think are going to make the distance. I think it is going to cook. And so my eye went to national treasure the six horse um if you see tim yakteen listed as the trainer look down in the in the you know just below that because baffert isn't allowed to train horses for derby points and yakteen has inherited his stable for the derby uh eligible horses so a horse like national treasure it says previously trained by bob baffert yeah for this one race yakteen's taking over um so watch out for that. It's a sneaky Baffert angle. Uh, I think the obvious heavy favorite practical move hasn't done anything wrong. It's a solid horse. He gets a lead and keeps it. Hard to, you know, knock that. Um, he got a perfect ride last out in the San Felipe. Uh, cut right through and made it to the front and nobody could catch up to him. So I'm basically tossing everybody else from that race. They had, a, they had an easy chance of catching up to him. And nobody progressed a step. And then he got a little tap on the whip and he even extended it further. So unless somebody from that race takes a huge step up or somebody like, you know, the, the is it three horse. Yeah. The three horse go rocket ride can somehow gain a whole bunch of stamina from race two to race three. I'm not really looking for anybody out of the San Felipe um, national treasures coming out of the sham 
difficult race to use. Only five horses went in, and then one of the horses took a bad step and got pulled up. Um, luckily, he's okay, but it's difficult to really get a, a solid read on that. National Treasure got kind of caught up in a mess and just sort of lost interest in the race after that. But I think this horse has a tremendous amount of upside here, and I do think that he wants the distance. Um, that was the first race as a three-year-old, so I think we haven't seen the best of his three-year-old form yet. I think you're always looking for a, a horse that's rounding into shape, and I think you're going to find that with National Treasure. There are others in here who could absolutely spike, uh, and there's usually a couple prep races where some phenomenal long shot wins, and you know it's just his time to mature. In this one, I think we've probably seen the best of most of these, so it's either going to be Practical Move, the five, or National Treasure, the six. I was between the two horses uh, that that you mentioned, but I I went full blown chalk eating weasel, and I decided to drink yak teen straight from the tap. No yak taffert light for me with National Treasure. Yeah, I, I think the five practical move. Uh, it stands the best chance to stalk the pace and win this race late. It's looked great in the last two races. Has absolutely freaked. It's uh, its last two attempts going two turns, uh, once at Laurel, at uh, Los Al, and then once at uh, at Santa Anita. So I, I think, I mean, it's hard to really look past this this horse because everything sets up so well. And if it does anything to just, it can even regress a little bit and still win this race just from a speed figure standpoint. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think it's going to come down to jockey moves too. Johnny V, he hasn't done himself any favors recently, especially aboard this horse. He always seems to find trouble. Um, hopefully he can avoid that here i think there's going to be a wall of horses trying to make the lead and then he's just got to be able to to find the hole um so it may come down to a ride but i think you're right i think practical move is is the obvious deserving favorite but i'm going to play national treasure and if anybody if there's uh, a money back special bet or something that anybody out there wants to try i think national treasure makes a lot of sense you're probably going to get about three to one on that horse um yeah I think he stands a pretty good chance of winning. And if he doesn't, he's absolutely going to hit the board. So for those of you money back special players, I think betting national treasure there is a, it's a pretty good bet. Reminder, money back special players, check out the terms and how many horses have to be entered. And if the horse has to finish second because of how many entries there are, just a, just a fly, just a, just a straight up fly for everybody. Now let's get into the big money. Uh, let's talk about, the mandatory payout pick six this Saturday at Santa Anita kicks off in race seven post time, 6 PM Eastern, 5 PM God's time, three o'clock in the land of the devil. That is Pacific time. Six and a half furlongs, $150,000 cow bread, echo Eddie stakes. This is another race. that looks like it's got a pretty honest pace. It's going to fall to a horse that can rate just a little bit. And I thought it fell to one of the two horses, one of two horses here. I'm interested to see if Dave sees it the same way and if we're on the same horses here. There is. There's an enormous amount of pace in here. Uh, and one of the pressers scratched uh, the six horse. Yep. I would have been three deep if, if the six was in it. I, that was one that I was yeah. on and, and had to had to come off of late. The, the difficulty there is this particular configuration going six and a half furlongs on the dirt has a 91% speed bias. 91% of the time, somebody on the lead or just off the lead is going to win this thing. So I'm tossing everybody that isn't in. I mean, it's just not worth your money to play anybody who comes from the back, even if it's a hot pace. At six and a half furlongs on the dirt at Santa Anita, somebody's going to hold on. Nobody's going to come from way too far out of this. Um, I understand what you're saying. I recognize that picking somebody on the front is uh, risky when there's so much heat. 
But I think that's really what it comes down. I think Kangaroo Court either wins and just wins going away, um, or somebody like Bus Buzz, the the three horse, um, or Left Hand Man. You know, one of them. I think they're gonna. I think the three of them are gonna duel, and one of them is gonna last. I think six and a half furlongs is short enough that somebody here can can last the distance. So I I looked. I looked at two that I thought would be sitting right behind. I don't want anybody coming from super deep. I want them coming from just right behind that that first wave. And the first one I had was the four Clovis connection at six to one. I mean, the horse has shown the ability to rate and has run some really quality races at Golden Gate Fields. And, uh, I mean, the horse could really pop second off the layoff. And is the first time trying dirt after a career of uh, all, you know, AW, all-weather races. Which I mean, horses coming off the all weather. Oh, we know how I feel about that. Little pig boy. Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets to stand on. Oof. I. Uh, it's gonna be really hard not to throw all my money at that horse. Now the seven, uh, Clouseau, also six to one. Uh, really shot on his first try on a fast track, gets second crack out of fast track today, overcame trouble two back, and really moved forward last out. Another move forward, that's an easy win for Clouseau. Uh, so, yeah, I was too deep to, to kick it off with uh, the four Clovis connection and the seven Clouseau. Most of my money is going to go through the two. Uh, it's chalk. It's not exciting. I just think that horse is, is better than the rest entered here. It's a wide open race. I will say that I, you know, there are I'm, what, eight, eight horses here and I couldn't toss six of them. I could only toss two of them with like the first pass before I look at a pace or anything. All right. Speaking of tossing, I'm going to toss it to a break here. We'll be right back with more notorious. OTV brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network. After this quick word from our sponsors, we'll be right back. We're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. The contest is completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Come on. I've got Ryder Dave here, my West Coast racing guru. We are talking about, well, we'd already talked about the San Anita Derby. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, one, don't be a weirdo. Start podcast at the beginning like everyone else. <laughs> Two, uh, if for some reason you did start it like a weirdo way deep into the podcast, just press that 15 seconds back button a bunch of times until you hear us talk about a bunch of chalk. All right, race eight. It's nine furlongs, a $72,000 non-winners of something allowance on the turf. Now, I love four-lead place horses on the San Anita turf, but I feel like with the extra distance of an eighth, with the mile and eighth races and the track configuration with that really extended front stretch, that just turns into, that's a nine furlong race that turns into a quarter horse race early. And I think that the early pace in this race burns out and I really want, once again, another kind of off-pace horse uh, to win it. And I, I spread out three deep. Once again, a, another kind of surprise that I ended up with horses that were uh, pretty big prices here. Like, I don't think I've had chalk yet in this uh, pick six sequence. Uh, what? Who'd you have? What'd you think? 
I'm in line with you. Uh, and the stats back you up. It's a 36% speed bias, meaning 64% um, of the time you don't want the horses on the front. And I think you're right. There's, there's a lot of speed in here, even though the way that Riznet shows it, there isn't. But I think a lot of these horses are going to duel. Um, I landed on a 10 to 1 as my top top choice. Uh, and I was kind of surprised at the morning line more than my choice, uh, which is the 10 horse, General Mathis. The run style is right. It's coming from the back. Seems to love the turf. Seems to love the distance. Um, the horse is two for two at the distance, two for five at Santa Anita. It totally fits. He hasn't really run at this level yet, but he's been doing so well. Um, I, I'm not scared of the step up. I everything about this horse fits for me. And then I saw the morning line. It's you know, ten to one, and that's that's just a swing. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna put so much money through this horse. Um, I I think other people are gonna see it. I don't think we're gonna get ten to one on this horse. Um, but playing a pick six, you do want to look for the prices because some people just play skinny through favorites, and that's a lot of dead money. Yeah, if history has taught us anything, this this race is going to set up really well for the 10 General Mathis at 10 to 1. I was also had that one on my ticket. I'm going to throw out two horses uh, that you didn't mention that I definitely have on my ticket also. Uh, the two Irish Prophet, 8 to 1. Uh, made a winner last time with a slight change of tactics going gate to wire. Uh, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like it's nice to have that little bit of versatility uh, in my pocket of a horse that can flash the early speed, uh, but also shown the ability to pass other horses. Uh, and the other one I used was the 11 Agatino at 12 to 1. Uh, looks like it gets a much needed cutback in distance from the mile and a quarter distances that the horse has been running at. And it's another one that could really take a step forward second off the layoff. So I, I ended up three deep with the two Irish Profit at 8-1, to one, the 10 General Mathis at 10-1, to one, and 11 Agatino 12-1. to one. Anyone and else when, you liked in there? When's the next, last time you've seen Flavian Pratt riding for D'Amato on the turf at 12-1? to one? Uh, Been a while. Yeah, been a while. I didn't... I didn't land on either of those. Um, I see. I see exactly what you're saying. I can't poke a hole in either of them. Uh, my second favorite horse was the five horse, which I think is the morning line favorite at seven to two, which is super lukewarm. Uh, Reckless spirit wants the distance, does well off a rest. The horse totally fits here. Um, it seems to take a take a little bit on the shelf and then comes back and just stomps, and that's what's happening here. Also for Phil D'Amato, but you get Frankie Dettori riding. Uh, my other. I guess my third choice is the eight horse uh, Koalinga Road. Uh, it's getting a drop in class after winning against Tougher. Uh, seems to really like the Santa Anita turf. Um, not my top, top pick, but this would not surprise me at all. Uh, Carla Gaines with Ravioli up. I think Ravioli might have a good day. Umberto Rispoli, I think he might have a good day. Um, I, I kept landing on him and sort of grimacing and then saying, oh, maybe, you know. Maybe the other horse, I, I have a real long shot. I want to put your eye on, which is the seven lost in space at 20 to one. I don't know what to do with this horse. He's three for nine lifetime. Um, one like crazy overseas came over here. They've tried him on turf and, you know, non-graded stakes. They tried him on all weather. They tried him going down the hill. They don't know what to do with this horse, but I think when they figure it out, watch out. And at 20 to one, if, Saturday is the day that they figure it out, and this horse really wants to just run a little bit longer on the grass. That's a it's worth a bet. It might be a horse that likes it likes you know a little bit softer, just based off the the win on the soft going in uh, at Newmarket. But I mean, it's also got wins over good. I mean, 
I don't know. I if I were, I feel like any horse that's been racing in in the UK over softer turf needs to try going to like Kentucky or New York before it tries uh before it tries uh going to the West Coast. But what do I know? I'm not a horse trainer. I'm just a horse better. Race nine, six and a half furlongs, twenty five thousand dollar allowance. Uh, the hot paces decided to take a little break. Decided to to not participate in this one after after the last few races. And it looks like we're going to get a pretty chilly pace in this race. No one really wants the front. So I'm going to be taking every horse I think can make the lead. That's how I'm going to attack this. Uh, I, I've gotten to where I'm not shy about just throwing a run style at a race here. Uh, so I've got three horses. I'm going to go ahead and rattle them off. The one, Joe Dunn Looney, 4-1. Uh, won the last race going gate to wire and repeat of tactics. Going to put that horse in the front. Uh, the three, Man at Twish, 5-1. to one. It's been within a length of the lead the last few races. I could easily see the horse just inheriting the lead, just being just by default, just getting the lead and uh, easily going gate to wire. If that's the case And the four Teton Valley, eight to one is wired before it's dual to dual to the wire two back in the last race on fast dirt. I mean, it's a, it's a system play a little bit. Whenever I see a pace set up like this, where I don't have a bunch of horses that look like they want to go to front. It looks like a kind of an anxious pace where no one really takes the lead. That equals soft fractions and horses wiring. Yeah. Uh, pace handicapping. There's nothing wrong with it. And I totally agree with you. Again, going back to this configuration, it's a 91% speed bias. So more times than not, one of those three horses is going to win this thing. I didn't use the, well, I did use the three. I used everybody used. I'm going five deep in here. I think this is a pretty wide open affair. And if you look at the odds, they're basically straight across the board. Um, but the three you mentioned, I really, really like. I also like the seven in here who you sort of have to cross out a whole bunch of races, but really fits. Basically cross out the last five races, which are all turf, um, downhill, longer, whatever. Horse has been all over the place, but past back, back in October, September, August of last year, he was doing dirt sprints and he was winning and going right up to the front and winning well. And I think um, JJ Hernandez is going to put this horse where it needs to be and really duel for the lead. And if it can find that dirt speed again, I think the seven lovesick blues, um, some people are going to miss it because they're going to look at the last five races and see turf and just toss it. All right. We kind of see it the same way. He's padding it a little bit. I'm sticking to three. There's one We're moving. More. Ooh, <laughs> There's one ooh. more. Ooh, what do you got? <clears throat> the eight horse came up 30 to one. And that's actually an A for me. I'm going to use it. Uh, when, it. When Val goes turf to dirt, he's got a positive ROI. If you squint hard enough, this horse can win this thing. Uh, I, I don't really have a problem with it. And at 30 to one, I'm happy to spend the money to extend my ticket a little bit further. Because if you don't have this horse and this thing somehow crosses the wire, that's going to knock out like 95% of the tickets and you're looking at a really big payday. So for me, I'm using the eight, my Harbor's Dream at 30 to one uh, because I, I can see it. I can absolutely see it. All right. Race 10, six and a half furlongs, the $200,000 Monrovia Stakes, grade three. It is on the downhill turf. I know Dave loves him some downhill turf. I know everything that I've learned about downhill turf racing came from Dave. Uh, and it's this is a race where I'm expecting the pace to burn up early. And I'm leaning to three off-pace horses, and they all have one thing in common. It's something I learned from the uh, my great sage himself. I'm looking for horses that have won on the downhill turf. 
good angle. I support it. Um, I have a feeling we're going to be on on some of the same ones with the with the three that I picked. So let's hear it. Who do you got? My top choice is Amy C. The eight horse. Oh, um, never mind. Never mind. Really? Yeah. It's a horse that's three for three at the distance, five for ten at Santa Anita. Uh, I mean, just won a Grade Three going down the hill. Won a non-graded stakes before that going down the hill beating some really good people including uh freedom flyer in this race uh stomped an absolute monster of a work a couple back and then had some maintenance works this horse is coming in strong it's damato again with Rispoli. loves the hill loves coming off rest has already won a grade three coming out down the hill everything about this horse fits um, and should stay just off the pace enough to strike all right, so I liked the four, Tom's Beauty, 12 to 1. I mean, horses won two straight. Won the yep. last out on the downhill. Yep. 12 to 1, I, the price to me is a big head scratcher here. I, I think this horse looks pretty good. I understand it's right. off the big layoff, but damn totally it, does, does it not like the the downhill? I, I like it with that shot at, at 12 to 1. Yep. And then uh, I looked outside for two uh, two horses, and the first one being the nine Big Summer uh, for Carla Gaines with uh, Jersey Joe Bravo up. As we all know, uh, people from Jersey steal things. Uh, another one that's shown prowess on the downhill turf. Uh, you know, we'll hang out about two off the pace, try to strike it late. I like that move. The th- 11 Freedom Flyer at 6-1. to one. Leonard Powell can't beat Frankie DeTore either. Uh, and was the winner last out on the downhill turf, and it's a great stakes placed on the downhill turf as well. Yeah, and it should be sitting my, off the pace of my horse twice. Yeah, should should be sitting off the pace, <laughs> but I can also push for the lead if the early speed is lazy. So I, I was three deep there, four nine eleven. I like them. I had all those as bees. Uh, I had four five nine eleven as bees. The five is also fifteen to one, much much the same angle. Um, my other A. So so Amy C was my top 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 choice. My other A is the 10 horse legs galore. Um, I think you're right. I think there's a ton of speed in here, but we're talking about Santa Anita. We're talking about the grass. We're talking down the hill. A lot of times speed just cranks and nobody catches it. And legs has won down the hill before, um, has an outside draw, which is really, really beneficial here. The speed figures are competitive. So I'm using this horse defensively in the event that Amy C doesn't somehow find a hole i think legs is good enough to just barely hang on all right yep so moving on race 11 eight and a half furlongs four hundred thousand dollars santa anita oaks it's a grade two i'll tell you what i i finally found a place on this ticket where i i could get you know go ahead and get skinny um yes i'm i'm saying i, I want to mingle you want to mingle. Yeah. I, I For some reason, I'm just a little bit more comfortable to single in this race. And I'm looking one place. It's the eight. Tell me no lies. Four to one. Proving that she can handle the distance and graded stakes company. Pace setup will be there. So I think this is a spot to be brave and a little bit contrarian with the single of the eight. And tell me no lies. Four to one. Wow. I, I didn't have that horse on my ticket. Like I said, it was bold. It is bold. I love it. I mean, I see all your angles. I, I, I wow. Yeah. It's, uh, I went three deep here and I didn't use that horse. Um, but I'm going to have to go back through and watch some replays again. Cause that's, 
I have a feeling you're going to name it. a I can totally uh, see it. I have a feeling you're going to name a couple a good couple horses that I uh I probably I, I went back and forth a few times before I was like, okay, this is the this is it, this is the one, this is my my ace right here, the single. Well, again, going back to pace handicapping, the reason I didn't use until and tell me no lies is because I think that somebody on or near the front is probably just going to hold on and extend and extend the way that these three-year-olds do. Um, but I can totally see what you're saying. There's, there's a tremendous amount of speed entered in here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a solid pick. Um, I couldn't decide between the three, five and the six uh, clearly unhinged. The three has had one race and absolutely destroyed that race. Um, and then destroyed some works since then. The horse cost a quarter million dollars. It's got JJ riding for Michael McCarthy. You know, any kind of a step up is, is just going to be incredible. The five, uh, FISA or FISA for Baffert. Um, horse cost three quarters of a million dollars. Hasn't done anything wrong. It's four for four. It's been racing against small fields, sure. But stomped them all and has the typical Baffert works, which are just blistering. Um, so I could definitely see that. And then six window shopping again, lightly raced, didn't really love the first race, had a little bit of trouble sandwiched and found some traffic. And then as soon as the, the horse had a clean race won by 16 lengths, she just came out and, and just did one of those forbidden kingdom kind of a races where everybody else is in the rearview mirror. So, um, anyone, and that was in the wet. So take that with a grain of salt and they're three-year-olds take that with a grain of salt, but any one of those three has to take a minor step up and nobody's catching them from the back. I think that's probably why I didn't find your horses. Cause I didn't really look any further than one of those three. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, and tell me no lies is going to stay that far off. Like I have a feeling that horse will probably be within two lengths. And if that's, if the horse is in that spot, I think it's, it's a good, a good little shot to take. Yeah. Right. yeah well, let's talk about race 12 here. This is it. This is the pay me leg this is where uh hopefully you get to win generational wealth that lets you say things like this hide the money y'all there's poor people around <laughs> with your broke ass <laughs> eight furlongs seventy two thousand dollars non-winners of something allowance and it's on the turf there's so many question marks in this race, the international shippers that I'm going to reflex include those horses more than likely. Uh, and then put it in anyone else I think is worth the damn. What is that clip from? That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's from Chappelle show. Um, oh that's uh, the reparations episode. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, so I can save you a little bit of money on the Euro shipper. Skip the one horse. Don't use that on your tickets. Despite being first time Lasix. If you look at the stats, Gallagher ships horses over here and does not win ever, 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 ever. Um, what's the odds on this guy? Six to one. Six to one. Yeah. Let somebody else lose their money on that horse. I actually, I liked uh, Corporal Violet, the the one. And the reason being that the, the horse has been dealing with the, you know, soft going on the Irish turf. And I think that the horse could actually love the firmer turf going in on the States. Uh, it's something that it's an angle that I did really well with, uh, during like, uh, uh, breeders cup weekend, whenever we had horses that have just been running in boggy turf coming and running on firmer turf, and they just excelled in the United States. So that's why I use corporal violet. Hasn't raced in six months. No big deal. Sure. No big deal in the slightest. Well that's a well-rested yeah. horse. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good nap. I wish I could take a six month nap. I just need to get into like a just a terrible car wreck. I think probably, probably to make that happen. All right, who, who who's your first horse? Who do you like? Uh, Ancient Peace, the eleven. First time Lasix stomp a maiden. I know you're never supposed to bet a horse coming off a maiden win. Blah blah blah. I get it. Um, this horse has tremendous talents. It cost three quarters of a million dollars. Trying Lasix for the first time for a trainer where that's actually works. Um, there are angles upon angles upon angles with this horse and it's Pratt on turf for Sadler in the last race. I mean, people always get angry when he wins, but he always wins. So you got to keep this horse on your ticket. So go ahead. ahead. Nope. Nope. Go ahead. Keep going. I also like shock and gray. The 10, those are my two, my two top choices, the 10 and the 11. Um, Again, JJ riding for Jeff Mullins, monster stats, uh, winner last race, 22% for a positive ROI. Uh, every time they start on the turf, it's a positive ROI. Winner of the last two races, winner at a mile, winner on turf at Santa Anita. This horse fits. Uh, the only question is, is is this horse fast enough? The speed figs are a tick slow, but, uh, I mean, you can't look for a, a better fit. So... I didn't use any of those. All right. Uh, I had the three Anna Gazla. Uh, it's another Irish born horse. Uh, this one looks like it could be a wire candidate. Uh, I figure I need to, you know, switch up the run styles a little bit. It's dropping out of graded stakes company. So bit bit of racing against tougher. They use the five Rose Barton at 15 to one second race in the States had trouble early out of the gate. Could improve second race in North America. Uh, the eight Scarabia six to one. I was actually shocked to see the side of a morning line price on this horse. Yeah, me too. I, I, I thought that this was y- your most logical winner, quite honestly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I see it too. First race is a five-year-old, tremendous back class. Um, yeah, I, I, the cutback, major drop in class. Every angle is there. I couldn't believe the morning line either, which actually makes me kind of worry about <laughs> if this right. horse. Like, I was sort of troubling at six to one. Like, I right. figured it'd be like five to two. Did they know who are they? Uh, and I used the twelve. Chloe's crown eight to one. Uh, made a big time move in the maiden breaker last out. Another step forward, and this horse could win for fun. Yep, I would add, I would add ultimate high to that. The four horse uh, Jersey Joe for Carla Gaines. Really, really, really strong works coming into this. Did a nice warm up down the hill before this, and I think I think this horse could really be trouble late two for seven at the distance but it's also placed twice at the distance so you're looking at four out of the seven races like this it's either coming first or second this this horse is trouble all right so that wraps up the tickets i'm gonna run through mine real quick uh race seven we had the four clovis connection the seven clouseau the eight we were three deep the two irish prophet the 10 general mathis who dave and i both liked and the 11 agatino uh, race nine, another three deep. The one, Joe Looney, the three, Manitowish, and the four, Teton Valley. Then race 10, another three deep. Tom's Beauty, Big Summer, Freedom Flyer. We singled in the Santa Anita Oaks, race 11 with the eight, Tell Me No Lies. And then we were five deep in race 12 with the one, uh, who I was strongly warned against, Corporal Violet. Uh, the three, Anna Gasla, the five, Rose Barton, the eight, Scarabia, and the 12, Chloe's Crown. I forgot to do math. No big deal. It costs more than a dollar. That's what I'll say. Less than a thousand, more than one. Dave, Hi. do your ticket. What What's the winning ticket? You tell me. 
and oh, it will cost this will cost six bucks oh yeah <laughs> yeah likely and go four out of six um i don't know man jump on discord if everybody's out there go on discord go on to uh on the reddit on the horse racing subreddit click on the discord link i'll be on there um let's talk let's chat let's find your angles and let me know what you see and i'll post all my tickets and we'll see if i'm right there we go there we go dave's out there he's in these streets uh speaking of dave being out in these streets uh my boy wrote a book he's got a book out there yeah tell everyone about your book and where they can find it dave oh thanks man that's nice of you i wrote a book called the key to it all it's on amazon uh it's about cocaine dealing it is (laughs) it's about child cocaine dealers no it's um it was based on a movie script that i wrote that i could never quite get right and i tried and tried and tried for a bunch of years and it turns out i just wanted to be a book so i wrote it it's for kids 12 and up but it's actually a pretty darn good read if you're into national treasure if you're into indiana jones it's a big globe trotting fun heist kind of a thing it's uh one part wish fulfillment and one part coming of age and it's uh it's it's a hoot man the key to it all on amazon I haven't read it all yet, but I've read most of it. And damn it, it's good. Give it a buy. Show my buddy, Ryder Dave, some love. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTB. Look at this. We're giving it to you coast to coast. We've got Keeneland, Santa Anita Derby, all of it. All of it. And it's just all part of the prelude to the Kentucky Derby, which I kind of have a feeling we'll probably be talking about just a little bit. Just a bit. That's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTB. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will catch you next time.